Hey, what's up, stoners? Welcome back to another episode of I'm Too Effing High. I am your host, James Mastriani. Um, I'm very high right now, and um, I'm very excited about this episode. We've got a really special, special, special episode. Um, and uh, But before I get to, to that, let me go ahead and introduce my co-host here. Please welcome DJ Blue Dream. Hey. Smoke weed every day. There he is. Uh, how you feeling, DJ Blue Dream? Good, very high. Yeah, also very high. Yeah, yeah. We got a real special episode. Yeah, we do. Today. We do. Um, you know what? Th- normally on this show, what we do mm-hmm. is uh, we get comedians high and have them do comedic challenges and test the question: Does marijuana make you funnier? Right? Yeah. Uh, but we also are a pro marijuana podcast, uh, and a part of that is. You know, being interested in marijuana and marijuana type of marijuana culture, culture, marijuana, uh, other stuff. Yeah, yeah, marijuana culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in this episode, we actually have a interview <laughs> that we did with one of the top, um, one of the top growers in the state of California. It's really fascinating. Yeah, and um, you guys will like it. Yeah, his name is uh, his name is Kyle Cushman. Um, which is crazy. It is. And, we, is and, we, and in the One interview, of the top growers. In the interview, we we talked to him about his name uh, a little bit and how it's not, um, you know, it's not his real name. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it now, but because um, you're going to hear it in a couple of minutes. His real name is Ganja Boy. <laughs> Ganja Boy. Yeah. Ganja Boy. Um, and he just didn't think that that was too on the nose enough. Um, so yeah. So the this is um, uh, me, uh, Mike McClendon, and Matt Newell, um, three of the producers for the show. We interviewed Kyle Cushman at the Green Valley Collective Dispensary. But before we get to that, um, let's uh, DJ Blue Dream. Let's look over a couple of uh, of the high reviews. That yeah, we, we got here. some very cool reviews from some listeners that I'd love to read. Yeah, this one is uh, this is a five star review. Thank you. Brash uh, Anderson. Thanks, my man. Yeah, Brash. That's a good first name. Yeah. Um, this says, uh, James and DJ Blue Dream are such an effing dream team. Mm. They banter so fluidly and earnestly make each other laugh. <laughs> You've never made me laugh. You've never made me laugh even uh, once. I don't know what he's talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. The challenges, which is in quotation marks, uh, I think they're saying maybe they're not challenging. I don't know what they're saying there. <laughs> But the challenges they create for their guests are thoughtful and amazing. I look like a straight-up crazy person in the grocery store when I listen to this podcast. Just sudden, insane bursts of of laughter. Smoke weed every day. That's very (laughs) nice, Brash Anderson. That's Um, really nice. Yeah. Glad we can make you look weird in the uh, in the old Whole Foods. Yeah, the image of that has made me laugh harder than the co-host of the show has ever made me laugh. So that's pretty good. Yeah, you mean you, the co-host <laughs> of the show? I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean the host, the host of the show. No, that's not what you said though. <laughs> what you said is what we all agree, which is the co-host DJ Blue Dreams not very funny, but the host James is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wonder, like, that makes me so happy that people are, are getting high and, um, going to the grocery store and listening to this podcast. That's the perfect place to be high listening to this podcast. It is. It's a paradise, a cornucopia. And, and, and 
I will say this, I, and I hate to say, I usually listen to podcasts when I'm uh, when I'm in the gym, you know. And there have been moments when I've listened to this podcast, even having already lived through it, uh-huh. and just been at the gym and just started laughing. Yeah, at all of my stuff for sure. For no, sure. And I've never not one thing you've ever done or said um, has ever made me laugh. Um. Yeah. Do you want to read this? Uh, this next yeah, one. Yeah. This next review is an interesting one because it refers to someone. It, it, it is someone who was I at our live this. show, which yeah. is the, which is the last uh, episode. Uh, you can go listen to that if you want. But with uh, Sam Richardson, Mary Holland, and Tim Baltz. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And you can you can hear the effects of this person in that episode. This is really funny. Uh, this is a very sweet <laughs> review, and I feel bad. Uh, another great five star review. The title of this one is I Really Was Sorry <laughs> by Dom at One. Last Friday night, I was at the show. I kept hitting the gong. So this is a reference to the bong gong where we have Jacob Waisaki who is sitting there on a, on a bong gong. And at any point, if a certain word is said, the audience can hit the gong and he has to smoke and <laughs> take a bong hit. That's right. So back to the review. It says, I kept hitting the gong and saying sorry. You kept saying I wasn't, but from the bottom of my heart, and hopefully you can tell Jacob I was. <laughs> I just wanted to take a moment to explain the internal struggle that was <laughs> happening inside me. There I sat. A very irregular smoker, listening and laughing. All of a sudden, the word when would ring out above uh. everything else being said, and it seemed I was the only one that heard it. I, waiting for what seemed like forever, for someone else in the room to react, but no one moved. So it was if it, as if it was being said just for me. So I had to hit the gong, right? That's not so bad. Just a guy struggling to find his purpose. Long ellipses. So I'm not a regular smoker, but your show is fantastic. Now, so far, this review isn't very helpful for rating the podcast, but fear not because I have some insights for those of you unable to see the live show. It is fantastic. Not only is the show a ton of laughs, but it is about embracing something these people love. While weed isn't for everyone, they say there's a time and place for everything, and this is it. So pack your pipe, roll a doobie, and sit back and enjoy one of the funniest podcasts around. Wow, what a great... great review and yeah. i remember this guy of course yeah and and you know honestly if if you're listening uh dom at one if you're listening to this this episode um it's very nice of you but don't feel bad at all jacob yeah. uh jacob loves the fact that he has to smoke yeah all that weed. i i i took a screenshot of this review and sent it to jacob and he was like oh what a sweet man was his reply uh, that's great <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah. Well, jacob lives for that Sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. I do love the what a cinematic journey you took us on in for the state of your mind. Yeah, um, like that's a that's a well painted uh, weed struggle. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and uh, at Dom, uh, come back to the live show and feel free to hit the uh, the bong gong as much as you like. Because I'll say this much, uh, I know that that's how Jacob wants to die. <laughs> He's already told me that he wants to die by having to smoke so much weed in the in the live show. Yes, uh, he, he told dies. me a similar thing where he was just like, "Man, sometimes I'm at your show and James will be talking, and I just want to die, mm. no matter how it happens." Because it's so funny, he wants to die <laughs> laughing. Thank you, DJ Blue Dream. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> uh, so guys keep leaving us high reviews we really like hearing from it I for one would really love to hear from some of our non-American listeners because we know we have some oh yeah I just think it would be really fun to hear your perspective from a different part of yeah. the world where weed laws are different <clears throat> where weed is uh, treated differently than it is on the west coast Yeah, I'm from a different country so I'm always fascinated by those things um, yeah same I'm not from a different country I'm from America but I'm definitely fascinated by that stuff so if you're in like you know, if you're in DJ Blue Dream's home country of India, or if you're in the UAE, or you're in Europe or Canada, 
which is pretty much pretty legal there. It's about to be at least. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, go ahead and send us a review as well. I'd love to read and see what your experience is listening to the podcast. As um, who knows, maybe it's maybe it's illegal for you to listen to the podcast where you're from. Uh, that'd be a real bummer. Yeah. Um, so, without further ado, uh, here's the interview with Kyle Cushman. Enjoy. Yeah. Hey, what's up, stoners? Uh, so we are currently here at Green Valley Collective Dispensary in North Hollywood on Magnolia. Um, Green Valley Collective is uh, is our sponsor. And um, we're here on 420, the holiest and highliest of high holidays. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Um, this is our Christmas. This is our birthday. This is our Easter. This is not our birthday. This is our Independence Day. <laughs> this is our New Year. This is our everything, uh, 420 is. And, and so we've got a really special episode um, today that we're very excited about. Um, so we've come down here at Green Valley Collective. With me is um, I'm Two Effing High producers and writers Mike McClendon and Matt Newell. Hi, everybody. Hello. And uh, the three of us are here specifically to come down and talk to and interview a professional marijuana grower, Mr. Kyle Cushman. Please welcome... Mr. Kyle <laughs> Cushman. Well, thank you Kyle very, Cushman. very much. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. I'm awesome. good. It's, it's cannabis Christmas. It yeah, is. It is. Cannabis Christmas. It is. it is. So first of all, it's also our birthday. It's <laughs> also our birthday. Um, so here at I, I I mean like here at the dispensary right now it's fucking crazy. Yeah, right? it's, it's a line around the block. It is. It's it, great. It, it, uh, you pull up and uh, it looks like. Uh, they're giving out a chicken and waffles or something. I know, right? <laughs> chicken and waffles. Or it looks like they're giving away free weed. <laughs> Those are the only two things that yeah. can get a line this big. Right, free true. weed, yeah. chicken and waffles. But I love 520 chicken and waffle day. Yeah, 520. May 2020. Middle of summer is the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> to eat chicken, chicken and waffles. <laughs> Very good. 520. Like 520. <laughs> Actually, and it comes with a free gram of weed on the side. Oh. Oh, man. Okay. Right? That's, yeah. yeah. Then that there. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Chicken Cush waffles and weed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a uh, uh, you're a grower. Um, is that is that the the, the right term? Grower? Or uh, sure. Grower? I've been growing, cultivating, cultivating, evading yeah. the law, all those things. <laughs> uh, for how long? How long have you been doing it? Actually, it'll be thirty years this wow. year. Wow! Yeah, I don't know the exact wow. month or anything. Like, kind of like your pet. You know, you know they're ten years old, but you don't know the exact so month. Right. When but, you say evading the law, like yeah. that is a major percentage of those thirty years. Yeah. Um. I spent about eight or ten years uh, running around New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, moving every six to nine months. Jeez. To uh, maintain sanity that, you know, it, it was, I was a guerrilla farmer. Holy right. shit. You know, first garden went up in 1987. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And how many... That is exactly 30 years. 30 years this yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy anniversary, 30 years of breaking the law. <laughs> well, a thank law you. That my, un my mother yeah. An so unjust proud. law. Unjust law. An yeah. irresponsible law. That's, that's right. A stupid archaic 
fucking law. And it wasn't, you know, it, it was. It's been legal or medically for fifteen years. Or yeah, so, right. Right. Yeah. But even you, back then, you yeah. know what's yeah. hilarious is I know that somewhere buried under the Rockefeller laws in New York, there actually is still archaic. Um, uh, medical marijuana laws that exist from post World War II. Oh, really? um, yeah, and and there and you, you can't get that tax stamp anymore. But they never struck down the laws. They just kind of got overrode by mm-hmm. the Rockefeller laws and then right. the, all, all the all the drug laws. Yeah, yeah, which, which were all just. I mean. We could really talk about it all day, I'm sure, but we have happier things to yeah, speak of. Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, it's it's um, you know it stems from racism. A lot of it is still involved in racism. Like even just this past week, Jeff Sessions' um, office was talking about they're going to use marijuana laws to find and arrest and deport immigrants. Right, which is like that's the same. That's how it got started in the 30s. Was like. How can we get rid of Mexican people? Let's make, you know, marijuana. I, I just don't see how they can still use the excuse that marijuana is a gateway drug. They said it um, this week. And that is You're totally right. That is the most ridiculous thing. It, it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. The only way marijuana is a gateway drug is because it's listed on the Schedule One narcotics list, right. which is a big fat lie. And so what that tells young people is if I happen to go out and try some of these other illicit substances, which are harmful and dangerous, right. well, I've tried, or rather if I try marijuana and now I think that this is really, I don't, this is not so harmful. I'm going to go try this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. If we would just be honest about it, you know, yeah, I know sure. it, it, it's really, marijuana really keeps more people from doing harder things. Yep. Right. Even alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Many people in the cannabis community don't even imbibe in alcohol very yeah. much myself. I don't ever get drunk. Yeah. yeah. I drink a little alcohol. I don't ever get drunk. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So cannabis has always been, a, I, I, I've never been ashamed. Ashamed. I've always been unabashed about it completely. Is, isn't meth like a category two or something like that? It's like ridiculous. There's yeah. something like, there's like the other, the category two is like way harsher drugs or like yeah. cocaine or something is in two. I think category two might be the psychedelics. Oh, oh is mushrooms it? and yeah. LSD and so, stuff like that? Some of that, like, right. Oh. Ketamine and that sort right. of stuff. Yeah. It's funny too because, I mean, like speaking of meth, um, you know, which, um, we always do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We always speak of meth. That's where we, we want to, yeah. marijuana about is a gateway to talk talking about, about meth. meth. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. We did it now, but you know, for 20 talking point, <laughs> people, uh, people always, cause 420 is also Hitler's birthday and people love to bring up like, Oh, weed day is Hitler's birthday. Right. As I'm well. sorry. Hitler did not get high. Of on weed, on, on weed. weed, but that's no. what I was gonna right. say. Is like, meth. so it's yeah. proven. Oh, right. meth, that definitely. He was a sp- right. yeah. was a right. huge meth head sure. and speed head, and I've always been like, I wonder what you know. Obviously, this person was very, very fucked up to begin with, but I wonder if everything that happened with Hitler would have happened if he wasn't smoking meth. It definitely wouldn't if he was smoking weed. Exactly, <laughs> it, it would have happened. Would it not... just would have happened a lot slower. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like if he would have been a stoner, he would have been like, oh, oh you know man. what? Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool, man. Everybody's human. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean if he smoked weed, everything would have been cool. You know, yeah. I, just meant, I just meant if he didn't do oh, that. Oh, right, right. <laughs> You're right. right. You're totally right. Yeah. So so, um, so you jumped around uh, evading the law for a while. And then when did right. you kind of settle down? You're in California now, right? Yeah, I've been in California, I think, uh, 17 years. I came to California in um, 04. Oh, four. Okay. Oh, four. 
is when I came to California. And basically, uh, the reasoning was, for the first time in my adult life, I could not be a criminal. Yeah, right. I could possess, cultivate, transport my own personal cannabis. Right. And if the lights went on behind me, I didn't have to have heart palpitations that my whole world was going to yeah, change. That's still wasn't yeah. a good thing, yeah. mind you, you know, usually, but my whole world was not going to change. I was not, you know, there, this is the thing is we have this amazing freedom and we celebrate 420 and, and people do all over the world. And we just really, let's take a moment, you know, maybe a moment of silence even, even to remember all the people right now who are in court uh, uh, f- fighting for custody of their children yeah. or to not lose custody of their children um, who have been uh, 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 barred from getting a college scholarship, yeah. um, which have been refused a good job because they failed a piss test in a state where they test for that. You know, California, I don't even think they even really test for that anymore. Maybe if you're no. driving for UPS yeah. or you're doing something like that, but you know, you're doing certain, certain jobs you're allowed to smoke cannabis. And, yeah. and this is, a, this is a real freedom. That we, 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 we should celebrate. And that's what 420 yeah. really should be about. You know, if you ask me, it should be about the, the, the freedom and the legalization that we've brought about in the past. Well said, man. Well years. said. I agree. And, and, and specifically, too, I think like and it's not it's not perfect by any means. And it's it's improving. But, you know, also going back to that idea of like it's stemming from racism. I think that like a lot of people of color have been you know, unfortunately, you know, but we're all white dudes here and, you know, statistically the same amount of white people smoke weed and do drugs as people of color, but people of color get arrested and put in prison for it. But that goes across the board. That's certainly not just cannabis. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. The drug war has really, really done everything decimated communities. Yeah. uh, and, And the legalization of cannabis is the first death nail in the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the the ending of the war on drugs, I believe in my heart, is a step closer to world peace. Mm. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I'll take it even deeper than that. And I believe this in my heart, you know? We've been jailing uh, generations of people who choose to expand or explore their mind right. with substances like cannabis, but also other substances, you know, mm. whether it's a mushroom or whether it's a little bit of ecstasy or whether it's a little bit of LSD. Right. And, you know, I, I put up forth this opinion that we've been locking up all of the groundbreaking out of the box thinkers, you know, for generations. And right. we've been doing this, uh, uh, life interrupt this thing, you know, where you get put in jail where if you hadn't gotten put in jail, you might have had a really a regular experience or a mind-blowing experience, gone on. And I think a couple of generations after we stop putting these people in jail, maybe we'll cure a freaking disease. Right. Or maybe we'll create a new energy source or do something magnificent. Yeah. You know? These these are these are the the people, the groundbreakers right. and the earth shakers. Right. And it may like it could go back like centuries, right? Like like early caveman could have eaten some mushrooms and been like invent a wheel <laughs> yeah no doubt I mean, they they actually they actually believe that our evolution is connected to um like our, our brain's evolution is connected to psychedelics and um marijuana and i mean it, those are things we've been um consuming as it's, it's a part of our dna it's part of who, who uh, we you are. should check out a book called uh the botany of desire by michael pollan and uh, it's basically about four plants. By the way, a guy named Pollen 
writing about botany is right. very right. It's like a apropos. Named, a guy named Cushman who grows weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did get to pick that name out of thin air one day. Oh, oh, of course okay. you did. <laughs> you're, you're running from the law. You're like, what's an inconspicuous name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my parents one day were like, you know, the heck with our last name. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's going to be a famous stoner someday. Let's give you, him your a Your name was Wally name. Weed, though. Wally right? Yeah, <laughs> Wally Weed. Uh, I like the idea of your name has always been Cushman, but before you're, it was Marijuana Cushman. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to change it to Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get back to that book, but I am curious. You said that's the one you landed on. Were there other choices? Did you like cross off a list of like... No, you know, I just never wanted to be a Wally Weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to be Bud Green or Herb yeah. Levi or one of those... One of those Herb weed names, Levi. you know, and yeah. I actually, I was, I was in the High Times office and I had just written my first story. I think it was uh, maybe uh, 91 or something like that. And uh, I actually was kind of like the staff, high time staff weed dealer. And um, I would show up and the, uh, uh, the receptionist would get on the intercom and say, the Cushman is here. The Cushman is here. And we'd all meet in, in the office. And, oh, that and is and so, the so Cushman. I became, right. I, I became the, well, because I, was, I, was, I had purple Cush. Right. So I was the Cushman. So one day um, they said, you got to come up with a name. You know, you can't be uh, mm. Adam Orenstein. It was not a really good byline. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I really needed to hide it. So I was like, the Cushman, the Cushman. It just rolled out my tongue. So I thought, Kyle Cushman. Yeah. Sounds like a real name if I'm standing yes. in, uh, you know, uh, the uh, immigration line. Not the immigration line. Yeah, yeah. The immigration line. Yeah. Just voluntarily hey, get yeah. in that line. Like, like you get in, <laughs> if you see a line, you just get in. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. You know, I'm just, I just want to try out the whole thing. I mean, I think, yeah. Could be chicken and waffles. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Three reasons you just stand in a long line these yeah. days. It's 420. It's 520. Yeah, 520. <laughs> it's always 420 somewhere. Is, yeah. is that true? No, it's no. impossible. Okay. <laughs> no way. It's always 420. You know, I think a lot is. of people believe no. that it is. What, 420 in the afternoon? Like the, the time no, of day? It's it's not, always... Sometimes it's 425. <laughs> it's not always 420. How much does a pound of feathers weigh? Huh? A pound. <laughs> it's not always for like no. the, the time zones don't go in minutes. Oh, yeah. They go in hours. Right. 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 It's That's always four twenty something. Yeah. It's for it's always four something. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, there yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. We have just enlightened a bunch of folk right there. Yeah. I'm telling you. They're, yeah, we, just, we did. <laughs> yeah. Or or a bunch of folk are listening to it completely confused. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's it? What was it like working for High Times? Uh, like uh, you said, you wrote for them. Did you travel interview? What did you do there? Well, I, and and just to like add on to this question because I'm curious did you did you were you able did you get into writing for high times because you started off as their dealer or was it vice versa how did that how did that haul okay so um you know the funny thing is, is I don't remember how I actually became the high times dealer if there's anybody out there who like introduced me to somebody and wants to remind me that's a gap in my memory that's missing <laughs> that's so somehow <laughs> i ended up up there and um i created a relationship and then what happened was um john holmstrom who was the then publisher called me up on the phone one day and he said we're starting a website imagine that we're starting a website this was 1987 or something like that holy and, shit and he said 80, 89 90 something like that and he said, uh, how would you like a low-paying, high-prestige job? Low-paying, right, high-prestige. Right. And I thought, well, well, how low-pay? And he said, 200 bucks a month. <laughs> so for 200 bucks a month, oh my God. he would mail me a floppy disk. I didn't even have a computer. He had to mail me a, a word processor in the, in the mail. And, every mo- and I didn't have internet either. 
He mailed me a floppy disk with a bunch of questions on it, reader questions. I would answer them, save it on the disk, mail the disk back to him, and he would give it to a copy editor. They would type it in, put it on the website. I did that for three years, ask Kyle. And then one day, uh, uh, one of the journalist's grandmother died, and uh, he inherited uh, her house. And he moved back to mm. Texas. And that opened up a staff journalist position. I found myself on the phone with Stephen Hager and Chris Simonek of High Times. Yeah. And they said, would you like a, a staff journalist position? And I went a little silent. And they literally, I don't know which one said it, but don't think about it too long because the next person we're t- talking to has nicer breasts than you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went down to the city and I took the job. And I found out that uh, a starving journalist is really the way it works. And I lived uh, pretty much under poverty for five years in New York City. And uh, I kicked the job in the ass because I loved it so much. Right. Um, I learned how to write at high times. It kind of became my finishing school. I dropped out of high school at 16 and left home. Um, But luckily, my dad was an English teacher. So I had a really good vocabulary. And they had really good copy editors. So I put down a lot of really good words on the paper. And, you know... And then through repetition, you know, um, the funny thing is, is every month when I had my deadline, it kind of felt like I was uh, doing a final exam for college. Oh, wow. Because being that I dropped out at 16, I never had so much criticism heaped on me. And and I'd have worked on something for three weeks and the, the managing editor would say, Kyle, that sucks. Do it again. Yeah. And I'd be crushed. I'd be like, like, I have now six days to finish this story and get it to the way you like it. So it was, it was a really, it, it was one of the most challenging things I ever took on. That's cool. Truly. That's cool. So you, um, so, so just, just to go from like, let's just go back a little earlier, right? I'm just curious about this. How did you, where are you from originally? I'm from New York. I was born on Long Island, raised in upstate Westchester. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you get into weed? How'd you get into marijuana? Did was it was it a um, was it an early I, quick love affair? Or I um, got into marijuana really early in, in my early teens, mm. and I pretty much became the high school pot dealer. Okay, as soon as I was old enough to uh, you know uh, scrape up enough cash for my first quarter pound, right? I was the guy who you know wanted to get stash for free, mm-hmm. so I provided it. And um, the funny thing is, is that so when I moved to New Jersey, after I left home, I moved to New Jersey and I met a guy. His name was Danny Pollock. Hope you're out there, Danny. I haven't heard from you in two decades. Pollock, Danny Pollock. Hope you're out there, Danny. (laughs) And he he was my pot dealer. Oh, okay. He he would front me weed for me to turn over. And one day I moved into a uh, two-bedroom, two-bath condominium in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. I showed him around and he saw my walk-in closet and he said, if you let me grow in your closet, I'll teach you how to grow. Hmm. And I swear to you at that moment, I didn't even know that you could grow. Like, like, you know how certain vegetables or fruits, you're not really sure. Does it come from a tree or under, you know, you're not not really familiar with all cornucopia. (laughs) I didn't really, I mean, I knew it was a bush, but I never really knew anything about it. And he brought me over in Emily's garden and a couple of little powders, a grow powder and a bloom powder and some pH test strips and one light. And we put it up in the closet. And the first buds I ever grew were the size of that coffee cup. They were the size of Coke cans. No shit. And I literally... And what I, year was this? Do you this think? This was around 19... 
87. So even back then, like they were like hydroponics and like um, growing indoors and stuff was. There were two stores in the whole country, one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. Holy shit. And that forced me to learn how to make my own fertilizers. Right. Which is kind of what led up to me being able to create Vegan Matrix. That and the journalism career because I became the products guy. Mm. And I I, uh, ran the Stash Awards, the Significant Technological Achievement for Sensamelia Horticulture, which was a products-driven awards. And um, it's just really, you know, I'm such a grateful guy because um, if this hadn't happened to me, I might have been able to feel like my whole life was a waste. But instead, I feel like everything that I did actually led to the next experience. Mm -hmm. And um, Slumdog Millionaire. I'm just, you know, yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I, I live by a, a credo. I say, don't make a lot of decisions. Just make good ones. Right. You know, and, like uh, and, and, and I've been really fortunate and really lucky just to be sitting here and getting to talk to people and make people smile and, and, and be myself every day. That's the main thing for me yeah. is I get to be myself every day. If I want to be high, I can be yeah. high. And, uh, great. and I've helped for well, little- it's, it, it's cool, too, because it, it, it's a great story to me. Because, you know, we live in, um, you know, here in this country, which is we're, we're, we're very, this is an achievist sort of capitalistic based society where we're sort of taught that if you are a stoner or a smoker or a dealer, you're a loser, right? Degenerate. A La- degenerate. Lazy. Lazy. Yeah. You, yeah. And, and here you have an example of, Somebody that, you know, um, we're taught from an early age is the route you should not go in life. And even if you look at it on, on uh, you know, through through the capitalistic values that we have, like, dude, you, you took this thing that most people judge as being uh, a part of loserdom and you're a giant success. success. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for that. And, but, you know. You brought up a po- an interesting point, and that is that recreational drug users are the last segment of society that it's 100% legal to prejudice against. Yeah. Okay? And, and when I found cannabis, I quit using cocaine. Mm. It literally, I said to myself, as long as I abuse no other substance, now I was about 21 or 22, and right. I chose the word abuse. If, yeah. As long as I abuse no other substance besides cannabis for the rest of my life, I will be fine. Yeah. And that turned out to be more than true. And so when I got a soapbox or a, a, a venue to speak this out, it absolutely became my mission to stand up for the normalization and the all-out legalization of cannabis because I know that it's good for the earth and it's good for humans and it's bad to demonize people for their personal choices. Right. Um, You know, you can tell me I can't fly an airplane. I'm cool with that. You can tell me I can't drive a school bus. Right. I'm cool with that. You can tell me I can't be a cook for people, institutional, whatever. But if you own a restaurant and you know me, you can damn well hire me as a cook if you want to. Right. You know, so we just have to, we have to right. come down to earth and have a sane approach and, and stop putting some of the smartest, most forward thinkers in jail. So, so with that forward thinking in mind, like I, you've made a few leaps in, in growing and cultivating. Where do you, what do you want to do next? Where do you see this going, this industry? That's a big question. 
And I do think about it a lot. And you know what? I'm not big on assumptions. I don't like to make assumptions. And, and I, don't, I don't really know exactly what the, the cannabis industry is going to look like even five years from now. Wow. I do know that one way or another, a decade from now, cannabis is going to be a normal part of American and human culture. Yeah. It, it won't, won't be a big to-do anymore. Yeah. It'll be almost like, I don't ask you what religion you are. Well, I don't ask you if you use recreational drugs unless right. I'm close to you. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't matter because things are in check. Yeah. And we're not just looking for reasons to fill jails and lock people up and asset forfeiture and um you know, the 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 extreme religious right and uh you know, we are living through I feel like I'm, we're living through the first, okay, I just turned 50. I'm going to be 51 in September. Nice. I turned 50 last year. It's the first period of real social change I've experienced in, in my entire life. Oh, wow. I really? was born in 66. Basically, I was a kid in the 70s. I grew mm -hmm. up in the late 70s and the 80s. Right. You know, nothing changed when I grew up. But now we brought down the rebel flag. LGBT has rights. Yeah. Um, we legalized cannabis. Hopefully we're going to be ending. These are real social change issues. Now, everybody may not agree with it, but the majority of people are on the yeah. side of yeah. forwarding progress, progress and, yeah. and, and, yep. and open mindedness. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that like, I think we're, we're hopefully some of us, you know, I, I, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think this is the case with the people currently in power. And, and that's one of the frustrating things I think about it, but I think most of us have come to realize that, you know, all the you're talking about the war on drugs and, and all those harsh laws and such, how damaging they've been to human beings for so long, for decades. Right. right? I mean, that there's a whole um, there's been a whole bunch of studies just in the African-American community of how the war on drugs has pretty much raised an entire generation of African-Americans without fathers yep. because they took their fathers that, you know, and, and threw them in prison for drug use. And so then now you have all of these young people who never knew what it was like to have a father. So what does that do to a generation? What does that do to the following generation? Like everything has... Um, and I think even Republicans are starting to recognize this, even, uh, you know, the more moderate ones are starting to recognize like this has been a bad, I'm fucking Paul Ryan was talking about. They it, are even, even to the point that, you know, I feel you remember, you know, a couple of years ago, the real craziness started coming out. You know how, when you'd start hearing public statements like, uh, women can't get pregnant after rape. God won't let yeah. it happen. Right. You know, they used to the think these the things. Body will, like, they used to think it. these things, but they didn't used to say them out loud. Right. And it's kind of like we're exercising a disease. To and purge. you know what? You know what? Trump is a disease. Yeah. He's part sure. of our disease. And we have to, you have to go through it in order mm. to build up that immunity and get rid of it. And this Jeff Sessions bullshit. Yeah. No. Did you see the look on the director's face when he said that they were going to be going after cannabis? He didn't even believe it himself. Yeah. Because for years he'd been saying it's the lowest priority and that's working just fine with everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be exposed for the absolute sham that it is. And it's, just, it's, it's religious beliefs, it's ideology, and it's people who don't like joy. They yeah. don't like unbridled yeah. joy. You have to have a reason to be happy. 
I don't need a reason to be happy. I just I can be happy because I decided to be happy. Yeah. Well, and 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 they they want control. They want they want full control over everybody. What what everybody's doing. They want you know. Um, I feel like that's a major issue with it as well. It's like these these people they want they want to control us, and that's not going to work anymore either. Because see, they used to have a follow up to that. Okay, there used to be they they would lead you into the pen. And there was, there was something that they would do with you there. Like they would get you to vote for something. or See, that's all gone now. They don't right. have any reasoning anymore behind the want that they want. Yeah. So it's a, dead, it's a dead void moot point once you discuss it and get it out into the open. Totally. And that's why I'm not afraid of these assholes anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to change it up a little bit with a question yeah. here. Uh, so I'm going to talk about growing specifics. Yes. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Let's say, because I don't know a lot about that. Uh Kind of walk us through when you come up with a strain. What, what's your process from like the beginning when you think of it? Yeah. And let, let's say, for example, if we wanted to come up with a strain for, called I'm too effing high. Like that's the strain. What would be, do you think of like the, the, the aspects you want that, that particular flower, particular strain to, to uh, use? Or Yeah, I have no idea how you say it. Well, let either. me tell you, it's, you know, although there is definitely an artistic uh, element to it, it's not quite like... Uh, painting a painting or uh, creating a new recipe, you don't get to decide, you know, I'd like to create a pumpkin-flavored strain. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't work that way. Oh. Basically, it's more, like, it's more like training a cat than training a dog. See, a oh. dog will do anything you want. A cat, you got to kind of convince. Yeah, trick it. Holy right, shit. Right, that's right, crazy. Okay, cats. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> crazy. So you have to use uh, the plant, and you have to... Um, uh, you have to observe the plant and basically what breeders do is breeders can breed towards specific qualities. So you can breed towards ease of growth. Okay. We'll say mm. yield, you know, right. like high yielding, easy to grow, mm. resistant to pests. You can breed for uh, as physical aesthetics. You can breed for coloration. You can breed for, um, you know, and then, and you can breed for aroma. You can breed for taste. So, Usually what you're going to do is you're going to pick one or more of those things that you're looking for, mm -hmm. and you look for those dominant traits in the seeds that you, that you crack, and then you cross oh. mothers and fathers. Like dog breeding, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. And, 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 but it's, it's, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. You know? It, breeding, genetics, you never know. You put a, a, a blonde-haired guy with a blonde-haired woman, you could end up with a red-haired child you don't know. Right. It's, and then after the strain is, and that's when you kind of uh, name it based on what you've got, or like right. So you know, you, you know, you, you take a strawberry cough, which uh, was named because it was uh, a strain called Strawberry Fields, mm -hmm. which was actually an indica that was grown for several uh, decades next to strawberry fields, hidden next to strawberry fields in in Vermont and upstate New York, and evidently over the time it took on the smell of the strawberries. Amazing, that's and, so cool, and. So then you can use that, and you know that if you breed it with something, some of the elements of that strawberry cough are going to get carried over. Right. And um, there's a lot of intuition that goes into it, and there's a lot of luck. Um, you know, some people think that you need to plant thousands and thousands of plants to pull out the best one. Um, I've never had been afforded that opportunity to have a field of thousands of plants. I've, the most I've ever chosen from was a few hundred. And I think it's actually easier to pick out the absolute best cultivar from several hundred plants 
than mm-hmm. it is from several thousand. Right. I don't know if right. as a human I have that bandwidth yeah. to be able to walk across a thousand plants and be able to tell. So, you know, there's different 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 ways to go about but, it. But you, oh, I'm sorry. From when you start, from you decide to make a new strain to to when it's done and named, how long? What's the what's the time period? It's going to be at least two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Wow. So so if we wanted to, um, you know. Like you were saying, grow. We wanted to start a new strain, and we wanted to name it, and we wanted to like experiment. So, starting today, you're talking a two year process before we could ever smoke sh- it. smoke it. Sure, because you're going to go wow. through um, several grow cycles to pull out the females, to pull out the male that you want to use. You're going to have to do uh, um, dozens of experimental crosses Mm -hmm. and then you plant those seeds side by side with each other then you have to grow them to fruition and then you have to smoke them right and um up until now it's the best part of it right it it is but 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 it's also the most subjective part of it right Mm. so up until now breeding uh wasn't able to take advantage of scientific uh you know laboratory testing and things like that where we can actually uh test terpene levels C- THC, CBD levels, right. and you can take that into account when you're choosing your crosses now as well. So th- that's leaps and bounds. Is, is there any kind of certification or like, uh, is there anybody who says like, that Blue Dream, that's what Blue Dream is? Like you know Somalia what I mean? Across, across the board. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like some, for example, Blue Dream, we'll see it as a hybrid and we'll also see it as, as a sativa in, in different dispensaries. Well, is there some sort of. Yeah. This, is, this is the thing, you know. Um, so a wine, uh, 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 what's the name? Uh, Sommelier. No, yeah. no. What's the person name for a person who grows wine vineyards? Uh, oh, vi- uh, vita, 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 viticulturist. Viticulturist, right? Uh, can be very lucky if they create one or two wines in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. In a lifetime, right? Um, a cannabis breeder can create several new strains every year if he chooses. Yeah. Um, the and the reason is, is that um, there are over 400 uh, separate constituents. Uh, we call it, we used to call it all THC, but it's not THC. THC is one cannabinoid among hundreds of cannabinoids, some of which are psychoactive, some of which are not. Um, and then you've heard of the entourage effect, which is uh, they're starting to learn that some of the non-psychoactive cannabinoids play a different role when they're combined with right. the psych. So mm. think of a graphic equalizer on a stereo, okay? Imagine if it had 400 different values to it. And you know how when you play with it and you turn a few knobs up and a two, it changes the sound just a little bit? Well, right. that's what you're doing with the cannabinoid profile. And you take out a little bit of this or add a little bit of that, and all of a sudden, it's an amazing appetite stimulant. Mm-hmm. You take out a little bit more of this and add a little bit of that, and it's the most amazing painkiller the best analgesic known to man. Um, so it's really good that science is getting involved yeah. and we should not be afraid of uh, pharmaceutical companies using cannabis to design drugs. That's not a bad thing. That's great. What we have to make sure of is that the use of cannabis remains uh, legal for all humans to provide for themselves the same as we're allowed to grow our own food. Right. We should be allowed to provide our own medicine. So big pharma doesn't control it. Because yeah. as like out in Arizona, uh, they passed a law now. Now what they did was they passed legal cultivation and then two years later they revoked it. Right. They said that if you live within 25 miles of a dispensary, of a state-sponsored dispensary, you can no longer cultivate your own medicine. That's bullshit. So not only did they, I spend 
$5,000 building a room and all this equipment, and now I'm not allowed to use it anymore. But I spent five years finding the strain that works for me, right. that makes me sociable, that makes me able to leave the house during the day and not be high, that actually is my medicine. And now I have to go to a state-sponsored warehouse that grows using chemicals, by the way, and hope that they have something that helps me. Right. How is that uh, benefit of the uh, of the welfare of the the health and yeah. human uh, services of uh, well of because citizenry? because they don't they're not they don't care about that. What they care about is profits. Well, well we're here to make money. sure Absolutely. that they care about that, and we don't pass. But more it's laws weird like too that. because you can. I mean, like if you look at the liquor industry, like you can legally like make your own beer in your kitchen. You know what I mean? Like you can brew beer, but you can't. You can't distill alcohol. That's still illegal. What's the difference between? It's just a different process, and it's just like you can't make moonshine. That's but it's because if you right. make, if you distill uh, alcohol improperly and people drink it, you can kill them. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I have a like a small squeal question to ask you. Like as cultivating becomes popular, and maybe like people want to start doing this. Do you have like some tips and pointers of like do this? Like if I wanted to flip my closet into sure. a room, what's like a couple of things right off the bat that so I don't just step into it well you know everybody who lives in a state where it's legal to cultivate should absolutely do so mm. just like if you have any kind of space you should try growing some tomatoes or growing right. some lettuce you know it's the self-satisfaction of going walking outside and bringing in food that you provide for yourself is the only thing greater is providing your own medicine for yourself right. That, right. that feeling of well-being that you provide for yourself. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. And so if you live in a state, you know, in California, you're allowed to cultivate six plants without any license, without, without anybody's permission. You know, you don't even have to convert a, a, a coat closet. Right. I mean, just put some plants on your balcony. Really? You know, and at least grow them. I mean, this is the perfect time right now. You know, it's yeah. springtime. This is when you start a plant. Let it flower naturally outdoors. And there are so many great message boards. You know, you can go to kylecushman.com, rollitup.org, uh, internationalcanographic.something. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many great message boards. You can find this information for personal cultivation. Yeah. It's really easy. What's your That's preferred uh, method of uh, consuming marijuana? What do you, what do you, what's your go-to? I, I like a water bomb. You know, water bong. Yeah. I do. A water, water bong or a water pipe. I actually have a, a, a hand hammer bubbler about so big oh, cool. that I've, I've been smoking out of now for, it'll be 20 years. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Out. And I, that's my nightstand. You know, That's my go-to at yeah. night because yeah. uh, I like to diminish the, the imparticulate and the carcinogenic effects of inhaling smoke. Right. And I don't like vaporizing. Oh really? Uh, I just I. Well, that's probably your natural. Like it's not natural enough for you. Is that part it, of it? It's just different. The weird thing is, is, I discovered this a long time ago. I can smoke cannabis, day twenty four hours a day. I mean, I don't anymore, but you know, I can smoke, smoke, smoke. I could judge a cannabis cup, let's say, and I could do twenty strains in a day. Right. Put me on a uh, a volcano. And give me a couple of volcano bags, and I yeah. start getting lightheaded. Oh, wow. interesting. And. That's not the feeling that I right. enjoy. So yeah. I, I like whole raw cannabis. Yeah. I'm not really into the concentrates too much. Um, mm. I won't say that I don't dab, but for me, it's more like uh, caviar, champagne, right. party it's a, time. It's indulgence. It is. Yeah. It is. Right. Special. What's your, what have you been smoking? What's your strain? Oh, yeah. I was about yeah. to say, gun to your head. You're only allowed to have one strain the rest of your life. What is it? I, I actually want to open it up to like top five, just because you've been doing it so long. Yeah. You know, I've got no problem answering that one strain question. Oh, really? No, it's really? It's really, I've got, uh, I got a queen of the jungle, and her name is Strawberry Cough. 
Strawberry cough. You okay? Strawberry cough, which is a sativa. Every word yeah. I ever wrote for High Times, I wrote while I was high on strawberry cough. Wow. All, that's sativa, all right? the work that I've done since I found straw, strawberry cough is the clearest, crispest um, high that I've ever come across. I mean, it's way up there, and to the point that some people. Are, get paranoid some people it's too much they feel like they've drank too much coffee right i call it amphetamine it is my coffee amphetamine. yeah <laughs> that's really funny yeah in fact you um i think we might have gotten we did get it we yeah, yeah. For, the, it. For, for the live show that we did last month last month we smoked we had the, all the guests smoked strawberry that is cough. a great kyle Cush, it, it was kyle cushman's uh strawberry cough that we had and how'd that go off that was uh, great. the show was great in fact there were, because um, at the very beginning of every episode and every live show, we talk about what we're high on. And in that show, we said what we were high on. And these two girls, we said Kyle Cushman, Strawberry Cough from GVC, right? Green Valley Collective. These two girls in the front row, you know, in an audience of 130 people were like, we're high on the same stuff <laughs> from the same place, which is fucking crazy, which is um, one it's of the nice chances. It's nice to be back. You know, I, I, I kind of was in hiatus for... Uh, uh, about nine months. Uh, most people know that I used to work at Buds and Roses. Uh, I've been gone from there for about two years. Okay. Then I had about a year stint with uh, Speedweed. Yeah. And their uh, facility got closed down. And now I work with uh, Club Cal and MMAC. And um, we are moving forward into the future, full awesome. steam ahead. That's great. Uh, I've I've one more. Uh, I, I just want to ask you about this word that you're using earlier um, that I'm interested in, and it, and it seemed like um, read. Yeah. <laughs> you say you read something. You read. <laughs> um, well, I have read. Yeah. Well, I haven't. And um, <laughs> no. So so you, I guess it's your type of the the way that you grow or something like that. Uh, you called yourself something earlier. Veganic. Veganic, yes. yeah, veganic. So um, I don't know what that is. Uh, okay. Could you explain that to me? Sure. Well, you know what organic is. Yes. Well, veganic is vegan organic. Uh, so okay. basically you take all the animal byproducts out, most namely uh, slaughterhouse products like blood and bone meal, mm. where all of the heavy metals and all of the, um, the pathogens hide you know, in the blood. Uh, every few years we have some kind of a food recall. You know, it used to be meat, but now it's vegetables. We had a spinach right. one a couple of years back. Oh, I remember that. And um, so, look. Is that in the fertilizer? Is that what that... Well, look, I don't want to... I certainly don't want to poo-poo on organics. <laughs> Sorry for the bad pun. <laughs> sure, um, sure. I, I've been an organic farmer for over 25 years, and organics is fantastic, okay? It's inextricably intertwined with the farming culture. I mean, if you have animals and you have animal waste, if you don't use it as fertilizer, then it becomes toxic waste that you have to remove from the property. And that's just ridiculous. Right. Um, the thing is, as the earth gets dirtier, the stuff coming out of the back ends of the animals are not as, is not as clean as it used to be. Right. It's loaded with antibiotics and hormones and pesticides and... Um, and we use it and it just, we just keep making the food supply dirtier and dirtier right. and dirtier. Um, so veganic uh, is certainly nothing that I thought up or invented, no, no more than organic. It just kind of fell in my lap about 
eight years ago, veganic cultivation. Um, I had a friend named Hippie Ray, and his, him and his girlfriend actually were vegans. And uh, when I tried veganic cultivation for the first time, I saw my flavor and um, the smoothness of the smoke um, just went through the roof. And I'd already been cultivating for 25 years. Um, it's funny, sometimes now when we smoke the strawberry cough, we jokingly call it the strawberry no cough. Because we literally you smoke it in public, and instead of hearing that hack, 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 right. you can actually have a conversation while it's going around. Oh. It's um, just about devoid of heavy metals, which is uh, one of the biggest uh, non-pesticide contaminants. Um, of marijuana. Of marijuana. Gotcha. And uh, most people are completely... Uh, are not going to notice anything, right. but you know, marijuana is a real medicine to a lot of people, Crohn's disease, autism, chronic pain, uh, fibromyalgia. Um, you know, yeah. there's just, the list just goes on and on and on and on. I can't tell you how many people who have come to me personally and said, I've gone all around LA and f the first time I haven't been able to smoke anything that didn't give me a headache or smoke anything that didn't give me stomach cramps. These are people with high sensitivities. And the veganic cultivation is a thousand times lower heavy metal levels than your average other test. So it's really, really clean. Um, it also lessens our carbon footprint. Um, it's safe to pour down the drain. It's 100% safe and non-toxic for all living things. You can get it in your mouth. You know, so, you know, I love brewing teas and I love making my own fertilizers and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, if you can source your, if you live in Sonoma County and you can source your guanos and your fertilizers, but if you're buying stuff from a store that buys pallets from Malaysia and Indonesia, these used to be wonderful, pristine places, but now mm. a lot of these places are e-waste islands where they ship all the e-waste to and the fires are burning all day long because they're trying to extract a little bit of precious metals out of the things and the bats and the seabirds no longer eat fish. They eat human French fries. And, and it's just, you know... It's but can you blame them? <laughs> can you blame them? Absolutely I mean, not. I've thrown a French fry or two to a seagull myself. <laughs> you know? And thought yeah. I was doing a good thing. <laughs> you know? But... The dream for me really wasn't um, to turn everybody to veganic cultivation. Sure. It was really thinking about as we move forward and f all out legalization is going to happen. And uh, the millions of people who live in high rises in Chicago and Atlanta and New York City, and they don't have any room for no-till compost piles and buckets of bubbling brew to make your own tea and all this stuff. They're going to Google marijuana cultivation, and I want them to be able to use a clean bottled fertilizer so that they can grow real medicine mm. and not fill their bodies with map and dap right. which is the most commonly used fertilizer and was never meant to be combusted and inhaled and we don't even know the 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 substances or the compounds that are created when you take these fertilizers that were meant to be used on ornamentals or even vegetables that could be washed and ingesting something is way different than combusting yeah. it and inhaling it. True. You know, your mucous membranes are be being exposed raw yeah. to these compounds, which, you know, so that's really the mission is, is just to give people a really super clean choice. That's great. Yeah. And it looked like just to go back and applaud you or, you know, and, and just celebrate that choice of like, again, like marijuana has this, uh, stigmatism that it's like degenerate this and like you are actually trying to make the world a better place you're trying to make medicine better yeah. safer for people you're taking something yeah. that has this uh 
this misconception. You're going, no, this is a very valuable thing. We got to get it right. Well, look what it did for me. How could I not? Yeah. You know, yeah. it took me from being a, a cocaine user at, you know, 19, 20 years old and, and it provided me with a life. And I always knew that it was something good and that's why I always wanted to share it. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, first time I had a chance to put my face out there and, and get people to know me it, so that they'd want to get to know me. Yeah. I was happy to do that. And I'll, I'll always. And it, and, and it also like, you know, to, to piggyback off of what Mike just said too, you know, and going back to Jeff Sessions, who is, you know, I mean, he is a sad, sad little man. He who is, does not embrace joy. Exactly. Period. Yeah. And, and, but he, he last year in 2016, when he was, when he was a Senator, um, on the Senate floor. So the entire country could, could hear and, and other leaders could hear literally said the sentence good people don't use marijuana and that's a fucked up thing to say to the world that's a fucked was, up thing for a leader to say but i'm not going to let that, that go without mentioning that ju just two years earlier one or two years earlier our president of the united states said on live television that he believes that cannabis is no more dangerous than alcohol yeah yep Yep. And and a lot of people thought that that was a measured statement. But you know what? I think that that was a fabulously fair statement from a person yeah. uh, in his position. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, a creates, and, a and a scientifically correct one as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And it creates a, a fair conversation. Yeah. As opposed sure. to... There's no science to back up that good people don't use marijuana. That's a judgment. That's that that that's a yeah. that's a prejudice. Man's a charlatan, and he will be shown for what he is. And yeah. this administration will be shown for what it is. And uh, you know they've awakened a, a, a sleeping giant. I'm telling you. Yeah, you know, that's you know, true. When, when this happened, giant. you know the night, <laughs> the night, the election night when this happened, it was like that that. That weird up and down night, right? Because yeah. we, here in California, we, legal, yeah. we legalized cannabis for adult use. That's right. You know, which really, finally, for the first time, made it so that you could. We've been growing and using and selling cannabis in California for 25 years almost, but every single one of those transactions are illegal, right? Unless it is nonprofit. That made cannabis the only substance known to man ever in the existence of commercial commercialism. That you could sell something on a corner, but you could not profit from it. The uh -huh. only substance in the whole history of it, and that's what we just fixed. Yeah. All the people that work hard are now allowed to make a living at yeah. it. Yeah. And not hide right. and not move right. every nine months and right. not, not, yeah. not change their life. And it, you know, it's what you said. It's like uh, it's it's the fight to continue to bring joy yeah. Yeah. to the world, which is very very lovely. And so thank you for being. Uh, yeah. This is uh, yeah. What a, a great a conversation. Yeah. 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 Thanks for uh, taking time out and coming and talking to us. And absolutely. Uh, is there thank you. anything you, that you want to plug, or do you got any strains you're working on? Any events you're doing? Anything that you want us to? You well, shout out I, to. I am going to be at the High Times Cannabis Cup this weekend in San Bernardino with my first entries in two years. I'm really excited about that. Ooh. We've got four entries. Nice. Um, under uh, Green Valley Collective and um, also our GGR in Boyle Heights and also the weed in Studio City. Um, oh, good to know. Yeah. So GGR. Okay. That's uh, great. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. We are affiliated. And um, if you want to learn any more about veganic cultivation, you can definitely go to my website, kylecushman.com, and or veganmatrix.net. And you, you got a, a Instagram or Twitter? That Kyle Cushman 420. 
Kyle Cushman. Oh, check it out. Perfect. Oh, how'd you get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I had Kyle Cushman, yeah. but then I forgot the password. It was one of those things. Uh, <laughs> Herb Levi out there has Her- uh, yeah. Herb <laughs> Levi. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you so much again, Kyle. This is uh, this has been super informative, and um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We'll probably uh, so that was the interview with Kyle Cushman. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk as if I was just live listening to it, but I wasn't. Uh, so, um, we create yeah. no illusions on the show, none whatsoever. <laughs> One thing we do on this show is we break <laughs> fucking ba- seconds after the intro. This is literally two <laughs> seconds after the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um, so yeah, we wanted to do a special uh, a special episode and and um, for people out there that are interested in marijuana g- growing and culture and that sort of stuff. Occasionally, we'll do stuff like this. Uh, but next week, it'll be back to comedy. Um, yeah, so uh, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and check out. We do a new episode every Tuesday and a live show at UCB Franklin in Los Angeles every second Friday of the month at midnight. Uh, stay too effing high. See you next time. Um, hey, stoners. So, uh, just a reminder we don't just do this as a weekly podcast. Uh, We also do this as a monthly live show at the Upright Citizens Brigade in Los Angeles on Franklin. And boy, do we have a fun live show coming your way in June. Right, DJ Blue Dream? Oh, yeah. June 9th, Friday at midnight. The show always sells out early, so make sure you get your tickets at ucbtheater.com. And we got some special stuff planned. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so fun. And if you've never done the live show or been to the live show before... It truly is. Um, it's it's an event. It's become a a really special gathering of stoners and comedy fans, mm-hmm. and um, you know, um, it's it's honestly my favorite thing to do every single month. Oh yeah, yeah. and we got some really special guests. We can't really talk about. That's right. We can't talk about them. You got to come check them out. We got some of your regular favorites coming back that you don't. You only get at the live show. The Snack Fairy. That's right. Bong Gong. That's right. The Blaze Breaks. The wrap up with uh, Sean Sean Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, he he freestyle raps at the end of the show. So so make sure you go to ucbtheater.com or I'm too effing high.com and you can check out where and how to get tickets. Tickets are very cheap, but they do sell out. So make sure you get them uh, as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see you June 9th at midnight, you guys. Stay too effing high.